Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big Meal Deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven. Valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. All right, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my famished friends, we're back. This is House of Carbs, one of the food podcasts on the Ringer Podcast Network, on the Ringer Food Channel brand spanking new. If you heard the debut episode, the triumphant return of House of Carbs earlier this week, you know we're in the middle of a gridiron gobble fest. We are taking all the playoff teams, all the playoff cities across these United States competing in the football professional playoffs headed towards a Super Bowl, and we are eating those cities. We're identifying the iconic food items from those cities. We are doing our best to separate the wheat from the chaff. Look, there's only one way that we get down here on House of Carbs. Of course, the chief operations officer, C-Money Craig Horlbeck, is on the ones and twos sitting right here. But my friends, look, we have to go into the Wayback Machine. We are getting one of our OG belly buddies. This man right here is the Brigadier General of Bing Bong, David Jacoby. Welcome to House of Carbs. Bing Bong, you have no idea how excited I am for this assignment. And I take everything I do professionally seriously. And when I heard about this job, I got scared. I got nervous. I will take this so seriously. Like I'm not messing around. This is my focus for the next six weeks is breaking down these foods and these cities' signature foods. Simple as that. Well, I I don't think it'll take six weeks, but I'm happy to have you along for the ride. Welcome to the Ringer Food Network, by the way. I know you and Juliet Littman are cooking up the food news again. Oh, food news is back. And we're not just back, we're back bigger, better, stronger, and foodier than ever. 2022 is going to be a hell of a belly year. 
So let's just jump into that belly. So let me run you through a couple of considerations just to set the table of how we're going to take this thing down. Now, first of all, the challenge in front of us tonight, David Jacoby, we have seven cities from the American Football Conference, the AFC, and we are going to take seven and turn it into four. Not everybody can go through. This is just like how they do it in the NFL playoffs. And we were matching up the actual cities that are actually competing in the AFC, in the wild card, this wild card, wild belly weekend. Where those are going to be the head-to-heads. Now, one gating item in the first place, Tennessee gets a bye. I will ask you in a minute whether or not you agree that Tennessee deserves a bye. But let's just run through the criteria super fast that we're using. And if you have any suggestions about other things for us to consider, I'm all ears. I mean, I'm a, I'm all about belly sourcing here on House of Carbs, Jacobs. But look, here's what the judging criteria we had in mind for distinguishing these these cities and, and the iconic food items. So the very first question, is there an identifiable or iconic food item, uh, meal, beverage that emanates from that city, that's associated with that city? Does everybody know that that food item, that meal, that beverage belongs to that city? Is the item available throughout the city? I will honestly say that every single city, save for one, which we will get to, has an iconic food from that city. Every single one, save for one, and we'll get to it, yeah. has iconic food. And, and yeah. so the uh, our other consideration is, if you're going to that city for the first time, do you have to sample that item? Is it a must- eat? Is it, a, it, it? Does your belly have to be visited by that item? Um, so those, those are our gating criteria. We all live our lives in our own ways, but the way I live my life, and I'm sure you do too as well, Mr. House, is when I go to a city, I eat the signature food. Yeah. That yeah is, that's that right. Is style. If I'm, tr- I travel a lot for work, you travel a lot as well. When I go to the city, I eat the signature food. We'll find out through this process which signature signature food is better. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, and so he, here's the thing: we're let, let's go ahead and dispense with the the Tennessee question in the first place, right? So Tennessee, what we've selected as the iconic food item, we didn't select it. Tennessee itself, Nashville, Tennessee selected this food item. It's been on that on their scene for we're coming up on a hundred years since the advent of hot chicken. Uh, C. Muddy, what, what, give us a quick hit on the history of the hot chicken in Tennessee. Yeah, really funny story. It was uh, There's an article written on The Ringer that you can go find out about the history of, of the hot chicken in Nashville. But it essentially was uh, started in the 30s and it, the, the current owner of the place is Andre Prince Jeffries, right? That, that's the owner of the most famous hot chicken spot, Prince's in Nashville. But the story is, is her great uncle Thornton was kind of a womanizer. And after a wild couple of nights, his girlfriend was like, all right, I'm going to make him dinner tonight, but I'm going to mess with him. I'm going to combine the hottest ingredients I can find and ruin his dinner. And he loved it. She threw like cayenne pepper, mustard seed, chili powder, everything you can imagine on it. He loved it, opened a store, opened a restaurant, and now it's the most famous food item in Nashville. Well, a couple of things that need to be said before we move on is Danny Chow wrote an article about this food item that was so long that even I couldn't read it. 
And I, I know <laughs> TLDR. I'm, I'm good at like 1,000 words. We words. I don't know. I'm, I'm done. But I need to give a shout to Jenny Tao, who is the god god of hot chicken in Nashville. He really is. And and speaking of OG belly buddies, Danny Chow living his best life in Toronto, Canada right now, Jacobs. That's right. Who isn't living their best life in Toronto? It's a great question. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of living our best lives, do you agree that so Tennessee has earned the buy on in, in, in the football playoffs? Do we agree that Tennessee deserves a buy in our in our food fracas as well? It's a great question. I appreciate that you asked it, but I will say that there are people in Nashville, Tennessee right now that are disappointed about this conversation. Because they're saying, oh, wait, you're doing like a hot chicken sandwich. You're doing hot chicken because there's such good vinegar based barbecue in Nashville that's being disregarded. But, you know, what I'm going to say out loud, we'll disregard them. It's, <laughs> it's a hot chicken. That is the taste of Nashville. Yes. Yeah. Good. We're, we're in agreement about that. I mean, part of the thing when I was thinking about Tennessee, now I've been to Memphis. I, I have not spent a lot of time in Nashville, but Memphis barbecue, that's its whole own Separate topic. We would get Verno on here to help us break it down. I've eaten Memphis barbecue with Chris Vernon Verno, um, but that yeah, that's just another city in Tennessee. We're talking about Nashville. That's where the Titans play. The iconic food item is the hot chicken. Yeah, they deserve a buy. The football team earned a buy. The hot chicken got the buy. Is that right, Jacoby? I would say the hot chicken deserves a buy. The football team does not deserve a buy, even though they. <laughs> <laughs> Not a football podcast, but I would say that as a food podcast, yes, the hot chicken deserves a pass no matter what, but the football team, we'll see about that. So w- one last sort of set the table item for you, uh, and I think I, I can guess the answer. Have you been to all of the cities that are involved in this Gridiron Gobble Fest? Have you visited these cities? Bro. I've been every. I I I know. I, that's why I said I thought I knew the answer. Everywhere, and that is why I'm so excited about this project. Not just this journey, this 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 Oedipus thing that we're going to go on. Like we're going to find out what city has the best signature food on this podcast, and I am the right person to talk to about it because I've literally been to every city in America. Okay, well, let's let's dive right in. The first matchup of the a- AFC uh, conference wild card weekend. I think it's the first game on the entire slate. It's Saturday afternoon. The Las that's right. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Now we're immediately presented with a food conundrum, a true dilemma. This is a fork in the road thing with Vegas. It's a dietary <laughs> dilemma, huh? <laughs> It's, it's, it's honestly like with Vegas, it's like, you know, you're when you're on a highway, it's like, oh, wait, we have exit three, four, five, six, and seven are all within a quarter mile. That's what Vegas is in terms of food. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with that, but I, I don't, I'm not picking up the entirety of it. Vegas has every single signature restaurant from every yes. city in That's right. Vegas. So it's hard to pick a singular thing. Yeah, their signature is that they're a little bit of everything, that they're like the entire country, even like the world in certain areas, like mashed into one little street. They're known for like celebrity chefs, if anything, right? See, Money, in your research, was there any 
um, item or a couple items or experience in Vegas that you could drill down into and say, oh, well, at least this thing has been there, you know, 30 years or 40 years or 50 years? I got a couple. Okay, let's hear it. The shrimp, the shrimp cocktail. Uh, it, most people claim that it was invented in California in the 19th century, but the Golden Gate Hotel in Vegas was the first to offer a uh, 50-cent shrimp cocktail in 1959, you know, in the little tulip glass with the cocktail sauce. So that's, we got that. That's the number one nominee. The second other food situation that is kind of somewhat Vegas famous is the buffet, um, which again, it's kind of a cop-out. We probably couldn't pick that. But the buffet, um, they didn't start the buffet. The buffet's been around for a long time. But the tagline, all-you-can-eat buffet, was credited to the Las Vegas entertainment manager, Herbert McDonald. Yeah. So that's that's what Vegas has for us. The AC, the A-Y-C-E. Great research from who is now, who formerly was Craig, and who is now seemingly great research. He's our, he, our chief operations officer. What do you expect? Well, the shrimp cocktail to me is St. Elmo's in Indianapolis. Yeah, right. I mean, that that's... There are iconic shrimp cocktails across these United States. Nobody says that the, I had the iconic shrimp cocktail in, the in, in Las Vegas. Be in this conversation, if it was <laughs> the Jaguars, oh my god, two hundred dollars on them, son of a. We're not talking about the Colts. That was that <laughs> that cost a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But Craig, you made a good point. Like I feel like the signature like dish of Vegas is is it not the buffet? Yeah. It's the experience. Which, like, now. how are we going to taste test a buffet next week? I mean, even though it's going up against Cincinnati, it's probably still going to take the L. I don't know. Would Vegas beat any city in the NFL? Oh, in terms of food? You know, yeah. yeah. Not football. No, this is going to be a big spoiler. But I feel like there are signature dishes that belong to cities that would blow a buffet out the water. But I'm not going to even speak on those because I this is something that we will speak on over the course of this relationship. <laughs> you know, the only th other thing I'll say that Vegas has going for it, and this was uh, volunteered to me by a pal short while ago, the the iconic like consumption experience in Vegas is sitting at a at a table and getting free drinks brought to you. Not free drinks, <laughs> but the drinks. The drinks at the table is the iconic like you know beverage experience in Vegas. Do you guys? I mean, I think that's right. Well, one thing that's great about Vegas is like at a certain point when you sit at the blackjack table, like did I earn myself a free buffet? Did I earn <laughs> myself a free room? Did I earn myself a free suite? And this is like when you earn yourself a free buffet, you've basically lost two hundred dollars. That's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hit boss, be like, bro, I need something out of this. And he's like, fine. Here's your fifteen dollar buffet. Here you go. <laughs> but they they don't bring they they're bringing the drinks as soon as you sit your as soon as your ass hits the chair. Like you don't have to do anything to to, to earn the free drinks. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. Next city. Well, the city, the next city is the team they're competing against, the Cincinnati Bengals. See money. All right. So the, the most notable item in Cincinnati is Skyline Chili, which is... It's a chili containing like chocolate and cinnamon. So like it's a little sweet, but it's essentially chili that is topped over unseasoned spaghetti with a giant ginormous mountain of shredded cheese 
thrown on top. I know you want to take this, but can I take this one? Oh, I want you to. I haven't been to. I've been to Cincinnati. I have not had the chili. Oh, I've, not not oh, there. Oh, I've had not the there. Full skyline chili experience. You, Great. Oh, I, unpopular opinion. It's delicious. Oh, <laughs> nationwide, nationwide, people act like this is not delicious. This is an excellent culinary experience. I support the Skyline Chili. Not only that, is there is a Skyline Chili. I don't think it's too anymore. There was a Skyline Chili right next to where Dave Letterman did Late Night, and it is amazing. I love spaghetti base, chili top, raw onions. Raw onions is very important. Not, not like, you know, and a cheese top. I support Skyline Chili. I support Cincinnati over Vegas. So you you just argued for the the four way. There's also the five way. You can get the beans in there as well. I understand. If you add beans, then that's that's having it five way. You can add you can add kidney beans, but the chili itself is only meat, spices, and water. No beans in the chili. And and see money. We're referring to it as as Skyline Chili because Skyline is one of the two most popular, most famous places. There's another place that, that has a claim to fame. Uh, I think it's called Gold. I don't remember. I don't have it off the top of my head. Oh, the only one I really found was Skyline. That was the one that jumped off the page. There's another place that also lays claim to to being a a, uh, a purveyor of the Cincinnati style of chili, and and you know they're in in fierce competition with Skyline at all times. But I I don't think it's inappropriate to simply identify the Cincinnati chili as a Skyline chili. Now I I as an East coaster have had the, the good fortune of enjoying chili from all, all different walks of life, all different styles, the Cincinnati chili, you have to like, you know, be at a place that, that says we're going to serve you. You have a lot of different options in terms of your chili choices. Cincinnati style is one of them. And I, and I've tried it now. It, it, it feels to me like a palate cleanser. If you're going to sit down and go through a bunch of chilies, uh, the, 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 wait, the wait, reason I say wait, that is because it, it's like sweet. Amuse-bouche? Like like a skyline chili is like an amuse bouche for you. I'm saying it. That's what I'm with? saying. Yes, because of the lack of pepper. There, it doesn't have the heat. It has a. It gives you the sweet Ooh, hit. A I sweet hit. That. I love that take. I love that. Right. It is not hot chili. It is a mild chili. When mild it. chili. And we'll find out when we do Nashville. I like hot. It is a mild chili, but it also is like when you put that much noodles and that much carbs, it, may, it like dilutes the whole chili experience. I like where your head's at, Mr. House. Can I say one thing? Please. We're spending way too much time on Vegas and Cincinnati. <laughs> we got a lot of better. <laughs> You're the producer. Move on. Move us on. Cincinnati gets the dub. Moving on to the taste test round two. Well, this is by far the most challenging uh, matchup of the entire, of both the NFC and the AFC. This is New England against Buffalo. This is clam chowder against Buffalo wings. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I feel like I'm going to punt. I'm going to literally punt to our guest, to, to, to David Jacoby, the OG uh, but belly buddy. I mean, I, I don't know where to begin in trying to break this one down. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I thought I was a co-host and not a guest, but I appreciate that. And I will say that <laughs> I have been, uh, my dad lives in Boston. So I've been there many times. I've spent a stint in Buffalo as well. I literally broke a folding table with my. Oh yeah. So, so I, we, yeah, it's on the internet. Uh, yeah. And I would say that 
beans are not part of Boston's culture. My dad has lived there since I was, fu- excuse me, fucking? I can say fucking, right? Yeah, we, yeah got sure. the, we got the E, bro. He was fucking eight, since I was fucking eight years old. And beans are not offered anywhere. So the whole bean thing doesn't exist. But the clam chowder is the signature dish of Boston, Massachusetts. However, when you put it up against a buffalo wing, are you kidding me? Is that even a competition? Like, what are we doing? Are we putting a featherweight against Tyson Fury? Like, what are we even talking about? There is no contest. The buffalo wing is the number one seed in anything that we're doing. It's called the buffalo wing. There's buffalo sauce. Like, they, they, every city you go to has a buffalo wing. So, like, it's not even a question. It's just much like the matchup between the two football teams. This is a blowout. Who, who do you have winning the football game? Sounds like Buffalo, as <laughs> do does. I. It does sound like you have Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, cool. well, you're, I mean, you're a sport, television sports personality. Did you already pick Buffalo? Um, also, gambling is legal in New York State. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Congratulations. Just this week, Heavy you son of a gun. But I will say, Mr. House, Yeah. when you think about Boston, clam chowder, it's like an appetizer. It's like an amuse-bouche. It's like, it's like something. It's a nice thing. But when you think of buffalo wings, you can order buffalo wings in every single city and small town you've ever visited. See, I thought you were going to come at this with, I, I, I need to be more generous and gracious in this new year, 2022. I thought you were going to do a full mass hole on us. I was positive you were going to come loaded with, with some Boston chowder BS we were going to have to hear about Faneuil Hall and, and Chatham and, you know, the Harbor and all the rest. We're no, we Chatham. Chatham right in the elbow. Love some Chatham. I love some Chatham. <laughs> Great call. But, you know, let, let's move on. It's the Buffalo Wing. It feels the like this, this, this whole competition. They don't serve New England clam chowder in every city in America. They, they serve kind, They Buffalo kind of do. A lot of cities they do. Yeah, yeah, go to Scottsdale, Arizona, and ask for some effing franchise. <laughs> Good, Good point. Good point. Fair point. Some right. wings, it'll be there. Well, we don't have to spend much time then, and 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 we can move on now. This this next one that we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's kind of unexpected. Like we weren't super prepared as we were envisioning the development of the show. We were working hard over the weekend to line up our, our Indianapolis. It could have been the St. Elmo shrimp. It could have been uh, the, pork, the pork tenderloin, the breaded pork tenderloin sandwich. We were like really going through this and the effing cult went down to Jacksonville and the horny urban Jacksonville Jaguars just whooped their ass. They whooped that ass. So here we are with Pittsburgh. It's the real OG. It's Ben and Tomlin once again back to the playoffs. It kind of feels right. If Big Ben's going to exit stage left, let him go out by way of the playoffs, which means we get to talk about Permonte Brothers. Now, my question to you, you've been to every city in America. It's been well-established. Have you had the Permonte Brothers in Pittsburgh? First of all, um, I love you very much, Mr. House. And we have a long relationship. (laughs) I I don't like where this is going. Don't insult me. Don't <laughs> when I say I've been to every American city, I've tasted every American city's food. So when you say like, oh, have you had the same? Of, of course I have. And you know what? I, I didn't enjoy it. Oh, oh I did whoa. not. 
Takes. I, I do not want French fries in my sandwich. I do not want for I'll take I'll take potato chips in a, in a tuna melt. Yeah, I would love something like that. But like, yeah, don't you dare insult me by asking if I've had it. You know what I did? I had three bites of it and I bailed. Oh, I did not bail. And to all of the listeners in Pittsburgh, I love the city. I've had a lot of great times, but I will not say anything. I will say I, my own self was in Pittsburgh less than a year ago. And I went down to the, to the, what's called the industrial or the strip. I don't know. And had uh, an unbelievable Spanish meal and an unbelievable Italian meal. I have in my life had the Primanti brothers. I've had a radically different view of the Primanti brothers sandwiches. Now the thing is, I wonder what filling, what meat was on your, do you remember what meat was in your Primanti? Cause you know, you can. There's a whole giant menu of stuff turkey. that you can turkey. order. Turkey. What, oh, turkey. Okay. All right. Can, we should back up though, because people probably don't know what he's. If people have never been there, they don't know what he's talking about with the French fries. Primanti's thing is that it's meat, cheese, their house-made oil and vinegar coleslaw, and French fries are on the sandwich. That is like uh, a guarantee, and it's 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 been around for like almost a hundred years in Pittsburgh. Craig, I'm so glad you're here. That was a great thing to say, but I will say that. I support coleslaw and sandwiches. I do not support French fries and sandwiches. I did, I actually like French fries inside other vessels. I love French fries in a California burrito. I think it may, I went to school in San Diego. I'm from California. I love French fries in a burrito. I think it's amazing. A crunch wrap with French fries. I don't mind it on the sandwich. We're not friends anymore, Craig. What? <laughs> Jacoby, what's the objection? Let's go through it. Let's get together, bro. We were like, we connected. We are disconnected now. No, fr- Jacoby, Jacoby, Jacoby. Have you ever had a California burrito with French fries in it? No. You, then you've never been to San Diego. I thought you'd been to every city and had the signature oh, food. I've been to San Diego. Gaslight District, <laughs> please. I've, I've, I've regret- Gas lamp. A lot of things I do in the Gaslight District. <laughs> gas lamp, gaslight. So uh, what is the objection, though, Jacoby? Is it, do you feel like it's incongruous? Do you feel like there's a disconnect? There's, no, there's a lack of harmony? Is that your, your thesis? Uh, first of all, I love the people of Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh so much. However, I do not love to like, have trouble biting into my sandwich. I don't want to look at my sandwich and be like, how do I do this logistically? Okay. Good point. Yeah. This? It's just like my mouth doesn't open that wide. There's like a lot of layers. And I just feel like that particular sandwich challenged me in a way that I'm too sensitive to accept as something I'll enjoy. So we're, so we're saying this is a little bit of something about you. We're yeah. as much as it's not a, it's a criticism necessarily. It's not a them problem. It's a me problem. <laughs> I'm not man enough for that sandwich. Okay. All right. I mean, uh, look, part of in addition to the fillings, it is on Italian bread. It's two slices of, of fairly thick Italian bread, which is important for soaking up the 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 jus and and, and all of the rest that, that the, emanates. The, oil, the vinegar, yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, that that is part of the experience, but, but I, I, I get what well, you're saying. Uh, Mr. House is, I'm not man enough for that sandwich. There are people that are. It's, I just know, my, I know who I am. My self-awareness is at a level where like, that sandwich is not for me. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll accept it. See, money. Is there anything else about the history that we should know? I think there are like there are a bunch of locations now. Yeah, there's there's 37 restaurants. Uh, oh. Nine of them are in Pittsburgh. Are yeah, they're doing well. Yeah, Primanti Brothers really cashed out. A lot of, but uh, <laughs> I I have some. The reason there's a reason why the fries are in the sandwich. It was a it was an old truck stop spot for guys to come and eat. 
and they were in a hurry and they wanted to eat and drive at the same time. So rather than have fries on the side, they put them on the sandwich. <laughs> you're making a gesture. I don't understand. Does that mean you're spitting it out? Oh, no, I'm really good at um, being in triple boxes and quadruple boxes. I was giving him a kiss. because Oh, it was did, a kiss. Like, Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. That's, well, I mean, that, very... that is important information and it does help make some sense. I mean, you can think about, um, you know, uh, that portion of Pennsylvania on, on a trucking route into the Midwest, <laughs> right? And, and sure. truckers going through there and wanting a single, you know, a meal they can hold in one hand and the steering wheel oh, with no, the if other. You're, if you're a trucker and you grab that sandwich, that's like a, that'll carry you through 72 hours of driving. <laughs> and that's what we want, right? We want our, our, our the nation's trucking system driving for 72 hours. No French fries in my sandwich. That's too much carbs. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, well, it sounds like we have a lean. Let's talk about Kansas City Barbecue. Um, I have not been to Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. What? I have not. What? In my whole life, I have not. Oh, guess what? House, I've been there seven times for both of us. I know about other brands. I know about Jack Stacks. I've been inside Hayward's. I've been in the smokehouse before. They invited us inside the smokehouse. I have been, I've been to Kansas City enough times and had Kansas City barbecue that I can speak for it for both of us. Number one, don't play. Arthur Bryant's is, is easily, easily the best. Okay. Well, what's good about that is, we're, so if this moves on, if Kansas City wins, which it probably will, I, I, what, what's, a, wins? <laughs> what's a bigger spread? What's a bigger spread? The football Chiefs versus the football Steelers or the food Chiefs versus the food Steelers? What's a bigger spread? I think it's, I think it's probably... Barbecue over the Permanente Brothers. Kansas City Barbecue. Um, House, have you ever met a gentleman by the name of Bill Simmons? I'm familiar with his work. Yes, indeed. Um, one time we went to Jack Stacks, and uh, I don't think they knew who he was. This is before I was a person. And okay. I don't think they knew who he was, but we just ate and yeah. we were ordering stuff. And they took us in the back and uh, they showed us the smoker. And like the smoker was like, is honestly like a, it's like it's like watching Michelangelo 
have a draft for the Sistine Chapel. Like, it's like, here's what I'm thinking, and this is what I'm going to do. And honestly, when they opened up the smoker, I was like, whoa, like, this is how the, not just the sausages made, this is how the burnt ends and ribs and the brisket and yeah, like, every yeah. sips on the chicken, how the chicken is made. They brought us into the back and showed us how it works. And like, honestly, I can't talk about other food beyond that. See money. Give us a little bit of history. You know, how did they come up with their particular approach? You know, it, it definitely differs from other regions in the country and in their their approach to barbecue. Let's hear a little bit of the background. Uh, yeah. So the Kansas City barbecue is like slow smoked meats started in the early 20th century by this guy Henry Perry, and uh, he eventually somebody who worked for him ended up turning into Arthur Bryant's. But it's the sauce. It's like a thick tomato based sauce that's sweet and spicy. It's got like the honey, the molasses vinegar and spices and all that stuff, the dry rub, slow smoked. Um, so that's kind of what uh, makes it stand out. But the burnt ends, it's the burnt ends, right? That is like the signature thing that you get. That's what we're going to taste test next week. Jacoby, burnt uh, ends, talk to me. As a uh, a novice, I'm from, you know, Massachusetts and New York. Yeah. And I don't, I've never ordered burnt ends. Why would I ever order burnt ends? But we had burnt ends for dessert in Kansas City. I didn't realize that that was a dessert item. Burnt ends are officially dessert in Kansas City. Do you know why? Why? They're so soft. They're so nothing. Like it literally, it's nothing in your mouth. It's it's have you had have you ever had like uh Craig, Joe, answer this question, yes or no question. Have you ever drank water? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to say yes to that. Yes. The burnt ends in Kansas City are the exact same experience. <laughs> exact same experience. It's like I, I I would never order burnt ends on a menu, but in Kansas City they gave them to us, and it is drinking meat water, which sounds gross, which is the best experience of your whole entire life. I'm imagining it now. You and I were together in Austin, Texas. And enjoyed, and were we together? Were you there? Yes, bro, I was there. Forgot I was there. No, and we we had an unbelievable Texas barbecue experience. And some of the way that the the folks who who were hosting us served the first bites of brisket, we got like this very very outside tenderest part. And it was like a meat butter experience. It was melting. It literally melted in our mouths. Is that the way the burnt ends behave? Burnt ends in Kansas City are not a beat a meat butter experience. They're a meat water experience. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, people no, don't it, associate it, much it, taste it, with water. Drink the burnt ends in Kansas City. Well, what's the drink? What's it going to taste like? Bro. Not water. It's going to taste like a... Uh, Pepper. Okay. Pork. Yeah. Good. Cayenne. Okay. That sounds magical. I feel like we've got our answer. The Kansas City barbecue is is uh, triumphing over the Pittsburgh Cremonti Brothers sandwich. Now, Jacoby, here's the last task in front of us. We've now whittled this down to four food items, four iconic food cities. We're going to seed them one through four so that we can have head-to-head matchups next week now this is a stacked lineup it, it this is tough that's exactly right we 
We we have so just just to remind everybody, we have Buffalo Wings, we have Kansas City Barbecue, we have Tennessee Hot Chicken, and we have Cincinnati Chili. I think we can, can all I agree pause? that. Please go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Want the people listening to know that um, Showhouse is doing this with a uh, like a professional microphone that he holds like right next to his mouth, and also like a Madonna microphone attached to his headset, which is like a it's a real redundant. But I just want everyone to know that's listening to this that uh, he's double microphoning. He's got the like 14 year old Xbox Call of Duty situation. <laughs> yeah, so I can hear the two of you. And then the professional microphone is for the dulcet tones that I like to deliver to all the taste buds. You understand how we get down, Jacoby? I love you so much and I miss you so much. I'm so glad we're doing this next week. All right, let's let's see the food. Let's see the food. Number four, I think, is easy. The fourth chili. seed here is chili, the, yeah. the Cincinnati chili, right? Which I love. I love it. Underrated. 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 Frisky you, four seed. Yeah. What's, what's the one seed, Jacoby? I'll give you first dibs. What's Here's the one seed? I thought okay. you were going to say Buffalo. I thought you were nuts right. about the Buffalo wing. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I've been to Kansas City. I've been to Buffalo. It's Kansas City Park. Okay, Kansas City. So Jacoby says Kansas City one, Cincinnati four. Craig, what do you say? I think I think I'm gonna go KC one, Buffalo two, hot chicken three, really, really frisky three, though, and then Cincy four. Okay. Now let me think if I have a different opinion. I kind of want to argue for Buffalo in the one hole. I yeah, wanna... I think Buffalo might be a one seed. Have I've been to Buffalo, dog? Like, yeah. And when I've been to Buffalo, like they have like you can go to like a basement and get buffalo. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like weed in New York. It's like there's like you can get it, but like you can get the good stuff, and the good stuff in Buffalo is the good stuff. Also, <laughs> I get you. You can make the argument that like barbecue itself. When you hear barbecue, you could think a couple different cities. This is true. It's a great point. I like that. I like that from you, Craig. When you hear buffalo wing, obviously it's in the damn name, wings buffalo. Buffalo is the one seed. That's my that's my vote is for Buffalo in the one hole. Oof. I'm going Kansas City in the one hole. Uh, it's up to Craig. Craig breaks the tie, Jacobs. This is, a, this is an NFL playoff matchup. We got to go with the Buffalo wing. I don't want Bill's Mafia on our backs. Oh, you know, yeah, we're going Buffalo one. Bang. Okay. All right. So Buffalo against Cincinnati, which has a kind of historical, you know, resonance anyway, right? Like the AF, like a true AFC old school, uh, you know, M Midwest matchup kind of thing. Western New York, Midwest. Okay. All right. Well, I, so Jacoby, we got Buffalo at one, Cincinnati at four. As between the two and the three, do we say the Chiefs? We say the Kansas City barbecue in that two slot. Kansas City barbecue would be two. And the, the Tennessee hot chicken is three. Is that where we're going to end up? Well, I will say that we haven't celebrated Gus's chicken and the, and, and the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Because I remember, I'm old enough to remember two years ago when the hot chicken sandwich became like a thing on the internet. A craze. And, everybody about it. Like, and I'm old enough to remember a South by Southwest where there was a Gus's a block away from my hotel, which I ate breakfast at. You know what my breakfast was? Fried chicken. Hot chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken. Yeah. And it was 10.30, and I was waiting for them to open. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to put Nashville in the two spot. Okay. Okay. Now you just put it over Kansas City, which you made a passion argument for as, as the one seed. 
Listen, if you think if you think I'm consistent, then you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it is cocktail hour after all, so it's it's perfectly understandable. Craig, do you have a, a point of view, a strong point of view on Tennessee versus Kansas City and the two 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 seed? Taste wise, I think hot chicken is one of my favorite things I could eat. And there's a there's a bunch of great restaurants in LA. Howlin' Ray's, Dave's, Angry Birds. I love hot chicken to death. I love sweating my ass off. I love feeling actually a little bit nervous about how hot it is. Um, so somehow we just went from I'm a not, strong but I, argument. I'm, but I'm not saying that it deserves to be second, but in my heart, it's second. Oh, no, no, no. We all know that Kansas City Barbecue deserves that spot, but I'm going to take everybody behind the scenes. I'm going to say something that you guys are scared to say. Craig asked me, do I want mild, medium, or hot chicken? Yeah, we'll be tasting these next week. Spoiler, yeah. And what did I say, Craig? He said hot. And what did he said it's, say? it's not called Nashville medium chicken. What did you say, House? Hot. I, I asked him what you did. I said, No, I, you wanted medium. You wanted medium. Oh. Don't lie for the microphone. You know, th- this is all true because I understand from Danny Chow's uh, breakdown, which I've We're all going to die next yeah, week. Yeah, it's, it's biblical, the experience of eating it uh, the, the, the hot way, which is, but it's fine. You, I, I follow your lead. When Craig said, Well, Jacoby wanted it hot, I said, Well, then we get it hot. That's the answer. The answer is hot. Jacoby gets what J- Jacoby wants. That's all. Ain't no such thing as halfway cooks. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing so House, where do you lie here with a 2-3 seed situation? I'm fine with um, Tennessee in the two, but I uh, my my view is that Kansas City belongs there. But we're going up ahead against each other, uh, and we're not you know giving like I a agree. home field I advantage. I think, that, I think that Kansas City is the two seed. Okay. I think that All right. We should, we should come up with a home field advantage. Do, do you eat first if you're home? Do we eat the do we taste test first or last? This oh, is, I love where your head is. We should have a home field advantage between now a home belly advantage, a home plate advantage, a home table advantage between now and when we reconvene next week. We will have ironed this out. There is going to be a slight nudge, but the seating really does create, you know, uh, uh an opportunity here. So LFGO, let's 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 go. We've got it all ironed out. We've got our seeds. We've got the food. The foods. I've got a bunch in my fridge already. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna try be ready to go. We're gonna try them all. That's the thing. It's like you know it's gonna be a good time when you're like excited about it, but you're also like kind of scared. Like I'm kind of <laughs> scared. Like it's like you know it's gonna be a good time, and you're like you're like a little bit terrified, but a little bit excited, and that's the journey we're gonna go on. Well, we're gonna have to figure out a strategy in addition to the home plate advantage. I think we have to eat the hot chicken last because if we eat it first, we might not be able to taste any of the other food. That's probably right. Just putting that out there. I had the Reaper level hot tender from Dave's Hot Chicken in LA. I wasn't the same for 48 hours. Four, yeah, we can't We can't do that. We can't do that to ourselves. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I appreciate it if you didn't say that. That made me feel better. My belly buddies, we've done it. That seeds one through four. We've got the AFC on lock. We are going to eat next week. You hear what these matchups are going to be. If you got some thoughts on it, belly source us. Both the House of Carbs Instagram feed and the House of Carbs Twitter feed are alive and ready for your input. There we go, my taste buds. Until next week, stay hungry out there. Mm-hmm. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.